I feel like she, she thinks that she won her previous fight. Um, even though she says that her leg was injured due to a kick for me. Um, and that's the reason that her hands couldn't defend a choke whatsoever. So I think the only person I have to shut up is, is Bennett to make sure that she can stop talking anything because for somebody to miss weight so substantially that the commission stepped in to pull the fight. So she had a weight advantage is the only reason there was any moment of dominance in her previous fight, because I'm trying to sling around a woman that's weight classes above me. Ladies and gentlemen, we're joined by the champion, Liz Carmouche. She takes on Deanna Bennett at Bellator 294 on April 21st, set to make her second title defense. Excited for that. Liz, how's everything going today? Everything's great. Fight camp has been going really well. I'm back out in Virginia Beach again. All the crew helping out, pushing me, trying to kill me day by day. <laughs> for sure. Now, I really want to start off by saying that the last time we spoke, you were happy. You were the champ. Everything was going well. But there seemed to be just a little bit of frustration, right, given the appeal, the controversy. But this time around now, you're able to silence all the doubts, right? Maybe not yours, because I'm sure you always believed in yourself, but you know, maybe you know how it is, right? The internet, people talk, all this, that, and the other, right? How does it feel to sort of put all this behind you, these two fights against Juliana now? How does it feel to look back on it now as a champion? Oh, good. You know, now I can say that I, I truly feel as though I earned that belt. You know, the first one, like you said, with all the controversy, and it may not necessarily have been on my part where I felt like there was controversy, but it was raised amongst some uh, top officials that you look up to, that you respect their opinion, uh, like big John McCarthy. He's somebody that I have respected my entire fight career. And I look up to as a person and a source of information and a wealth of knowledge in MMA. So when he puts that into question, I'm like, man, maybe, maybe it is like, he's somebody I respect. And if he says that there's a doubt, there must be a doubt, but that also lit a fire underneath me that made me sure to go out there and be as dominant as possible to make sure that there wasn't a single doubt in anybody's mind the second go around. Yeah, and I think the context of what you did needs to be mentioned. You beat the number three pound-for-pound pound fighter in the promotion two times in a row. I mean, what's that like, sharing the cage with an opponent like that? You know, you come out of that. What what does it feel like? How do you feel? Do you feel like it's improved as a fighter? How does it feel mentally coming out of that as well? Yeah, mentally, um, it, it just – every time I go into a fight, whether, you know, like this would be my sec second uh, champion defense – uh, whether it's that I'm trying to work my way towards the championship, I'm trying to keep the belt. I treat it as though I don't have the belt and I'm trying to earn it every single time. I'm trying to be fight for the right to be the contender to fight for the belt. So I give it everything I have. I think when you start to relieve some of the gases, when you see champions are like, yeah, sorry, I'm on a nine month hiatus because I'm partying and enjoying it. Um, or they make mistakes and they do things. And that's, that's not me. I've worked too hard to get to this point to take my foot off that gas. Um, so I treat every fight as though I have to give it everything that I have. And so I'm mentally just as sharp and physically just as sharp as I was in every other fight leading up to this one. Um, so I, I feel good about that. And all that did was just confirm for me that I didn't do anything wrong in that first fight other than do exactly what it is for in the second and completely go out with violence and dominance. And that um, in all the fights where I just go out there and that's what I do, Watanabe the second fight against Velasquez when I go out right. there and I do that and I go out with a sense of urgency and a sense of making a point to shut their mouths, I dominate the fight. And that's what we have to do again, this fight as well. Do you feel like you still have to shut some people's mouths up with this coming with, you know, with this fight coming up now? Uh, just Bennett. <laughs> I feel like she, she thinks that she won her previous fight. Um, even though she says that her leg was injured 
due to a kick from me. Um, and that's the reason that her hands couldn't defend a choke whatsoever. So I think the only person I have to shut up is, is Bennett to make sure that she can stop talking anything because for somebody to miss weight so substantially that the commission stepped in to pull the fight. So she had a weight advantage is the only reason there was any moment of dominance in her previous fight, because I'm trying to sling around a woman that's weight classes above me. While I'm still 125 er she weighed in just shy of 135 and then rehydrated back up to God knows how big where I'm still 125 er um, And that's the only reason it's like, Oh yeah, there's a reason that the commission wants to step in. And I understand now there, there should be a separation of weight classes. Uh, but I'm also not the type of person to turn down the fight. So really, I think it's just her that I need to, to shut up. But again, that just by sealing her mouth, it puts a, a further stamp on the division to let them know what my intent is. Now, how much of this is you sort of needing to motivate yourself, right? Keeping that chip on your shoulder, right? And how much of it is you just don't actually like her? Like, is there serious animosity there? Like, it, you know what I mean? Or how much is it that you're just a very competitive person and you're looking for anything to sort of, you know, light that fuel? Yeah, I'm just a really competitive person, you know, <laughs> and um, you know, if there's one thing that I keep finding each fight is I find a, a motivation that helps me go out there and be stronger. And yeah. so it helps to find something you dislike with the person to be that much more competitive about them. I mean, it, just like the other day I heard I was running stairs with my dog and yeah. a guy I've, I've never met him a day in my life. Mind you, a person, a human being should never beat a dog. They're significantly faster. My dog is a very healthy and fast dog. So we're running stairs and he's like, I bet you that dog's going to beat you. I was like, I guess I'm dying on the stairs today. And so just, <laughs> you know, and there was no reason. I don't know this guy. I'll never see him again. He has no bearing on my life, but I always have that competitive drive where it's like, cool, that's what I needed. You know, like at the end of the day, I know it means nothing, but he pushed because he said that it put a little bit more fire for me to run that much faster, you know? Uh, so there's always something I hold on to and try and find where I'm like, okay, then push a little bit more, a little bit more fire, a little bit more fuel thrown into it. Yeah, absolutely. And it feels like you wouldn't be here if that was if that wasn't the case, right? That's very much who you are, very much why you're here. Exactly. And speaking of championship defenses, right? You're coming up on your second again. We're less than a month away. Bellator 294. Um, how has the training camp been for you? It's been really good. So um I what I did similar to the last fight camp is I started off the first in San Diego with my original team and the people I usually train with. And then my head coach, he moved out to Virginia Beach. So right. for the last two months of the fight camp, I do a cross-country drive out here with all my training equipment and then finish out the last two months with him. Um, and I feel like that separation helps me get the right mindset, right? I can hyper-focus on everything that I need to and be obsessive about training and about getting ready for everything. Um, but then I also just get to um, do it guilt-free. I'm not, I'm not uh unable to pick up my son from school. It's not missing out on date nights with my wife. I just train all day long and it helps get in the right zone for, for everything. So I feel really good going into this fight. We talked for years about me traveling somewhere else. So I can't have that separation. I have to worry about the other response responsibilities and trying to juggle a million things whilst being a professional fighter. Um, but just the opportunities weren't there and I felt guilty. And uh, with my head coach moving out to Virginia, it kind of made it pretty clear what needed to be done and it allowed me to be able to follow that path. Absolutely. So let me ask you this, Liz, as someone who you fought as recently as 2020, right? How much do you, how much importance do you place on what happened in the first fight? You know, it's obviously been a few years, but it hasn't been that long either. Right. So yeah. How, how much importance do you place on that? 
Um, not, you know, um, I've now had an opportunity to rematch with quite a few opponents. I thought I would never rematch with anybody. You know, that to me is like more of a boxing thing or in the higher weight classes because they don't have as much depth in the pool. Sure. Um, but it just seems like now in my career that's starting to happen a lot more often. And I feel like on the fights when I, when I focused on everything that I did correctly and incorrectly in the previous fight, everything they did correctly and incorrectly that I, I lose focus on the changes that we both made, whether it had been only a few months ago, previously a year ago. And I really have to focus on what I do correctly. That worked well in my Velasquez fight. Um, and it, and I feel like it's going to work really well in the Bennett fight as well. It's just focusing on my growth and everything that I've been working on and trying to utilize and implement that in this fight. When you look at your, right. When you, when your coaches look at her, right. When you look at her, when your coaches look at her, do you see any major differences from the first time around that required some, you know, specific preparations? Obviously you don't have to say anything specifically, but like, were there any major differences that you were like, okay, we need to work on that. Yeah. You know, um, in, in watching her fights, even since, uh, our previous fight, it doesn't really look like she's made any adjustments to her fight game. If anything's changed on her part, but if there's one thing I know is we say that with so many different opponents and they come out and they've revamped their entire game and they're never, I, you know, they could have had 30 fights and all of a sudden they come out and they're not the same one I've ever faced in my life. Yeah. So, um, you know, it, we, we don't want to, to discredit the idea that she's not doing something different than this fight. But we also don't want to focus on everything she did previously. So I'm just trying to work on me and, and keep improving on all the things that I know that I need to do and, and get stronger in all my weak spots and come out as the best version of myself for this fight. Yeah, definitely. And I almost feel inclined to ask at this point, given the amount of stoppages that have been going your way lately, do you see this fight going the distance if it goes as you're training for, if it goes the way you'd like it to go? Do you see this one going the distance? If it goes away, I like it to go. It's not going out of the first minute of the first round. Okay. Fair <laughs> enough. Right. I mean, if it was a perfect world, I mean, you get out of there in 10 seconds unscathed. Right. But no, I yeah. really, I just, just in looking at her and, and setting home her fights, I don't think she has a gas tank to go five rounds. Um, and I know that you and can your last go one with, was a three rounder just to put it into context. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And it got finished at the end of the second round. Um, so I, I just don't think that, and that wasn't necessarily her gas tank running out. It didn't seem like her strength or her endurance was declining in any sense going into the fight. I feel like it was just accumulative damage that finally was able to, to weigh down on top of her, but not for a lack of training. Um, I just don't think that she has the ability to go into that fourth and fifth round. And for me, sometimes it takes me getting warmed up. As you'll see, like I'll get a fourth round finish and fight after fight. If I go into a fifth, you know, like a five round fight, um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I train six hours a day. So me trying to go for 25 minutes is fine. I just don't think that a lot of people can keep the tempo that I maintain. And then as far as the weigh-ins, right? I mean, anything can happen because it's happened before, right? Is that sort of the mindset that you're taking? Like, would it surprise you if anything happened at the weight cut? I mean, at the weigh-ins rather? Uh, you mean the sense of her, like not making weight or trying Correct. to do something? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, there, you know, there's definitely that thought in my mind of she's pretty notorious for missing weight um, and having one excuse after another. And I certainly hope that with having made weight the past few times, she's got it down and cutting down one additional pound shouldn't be an issue, I hope. Um, and it's definitely something I, I talked with Bellator with and saying, that, like, you know, the last thing I want to do is even on the previous fight, when we face each other, the commission was stepping in. They're like, we're pulling this fight. That's this too far over. This is where we step in and we're not. And I had to really negotiate and really push 
and be very adamant about the fact that I wanted to take that fight against them and against the organization. Um, because I, everything I did, I'm like, I, I cut the weight. I put my body through hell. I, I did all the training. I came here to fight. This is my debut in Bellator. I certainly don't want it to go like that. And so it was very clear with Bellator, like, Hey, you know, I'm, I, if she comes in fight week and there's a doubt, I need to know, I don't want to play this game again. And I go through the entire weight cut to find an opponent that outweighs me by 11 pounds the morning of, you know? Um, So it's really a thought in my mind, uh, but it's also something that now I've come to terms with as a possibility that I may go there and she doesn't make weight and they pull the fight because it's a championship fight. They won't let it happen. Um, So I'm definitely prepared for that idea, but I certainly am also ready to throw down and, and hoping that she makes weight so we can actually fight. Yeah, maybe it's because some time has passed, but I didn't know that you had to push for the fight to actually still, you know, to still come to fruition the first time around. That's that's crazy. Have you ever had yeah. to do that before? Um, one other time before when I was in strike force. Um, the only yeah. difference then is they they're like, Yeah, she's not gonna make weight, no big deal. I'm like, wait, what? No, <laughs> that might be a problem, yeah. She had a weight class up and is coming down a weight class. I understand that's different, but she's also fought like at a lower weight class. So this one should be easier. It's a medium one. Um, and they're like, oh, yeah, don't worry about it. I'm like, no, no, no. Like, I at least get, I need to know how much she's over. She needs to make the weight and I should get it. She gets her 20% of her purse pulled. Like, that's how that works. They're like, well, we'll talk about it later. I'm like, wait, what? But I was still new to the game. Now I'm like, no, 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 this is different. And of course, I'm still the person that's like, I, I came here to fight. I want to fight. I don't want my fight getting pulled. I didn't, I don't go through the whole training camp just for the payday. It's not about that. I go there to put on a show and to push myself and challenge myself. And one thing I learned that previous fight is sometimes that challenge is just competing against somebody that weighs you so significantly. Yeah. So look, I just brought up the stoppages. Obviously things are going well for you in a competitive sense. I'm curious, is this the most fun you've had in your career where you are right now? Cause you seem very happy at this moment in time, at least from what I see from an outside perspective, you know, in terms of your professional career. Yeah, it's definitely um, a lot of fun. Uh, I think that being under the Bellator banner um, has definitely allowed me um, to push and to be stronger. I think having a good coaching staff that has a much different mentality about how we do the whole fight camp, uh, the open-mindedness that they have, the growth mentality and evolution that they have as well, definitely helps fuel me. I love growing and evolving and changing, pushing myself to new limits and I have a coaching staff that's all about that as well. Like my head coach, he goes to seminars all the time. He wants to try and implement and learn new things and bring it in. My previous coaches didn't do that. They were kind of stagnant in where they were at and didn't seem to really grow or improve from there. And this is somebody who is learning for his own personal growth. He's doing it for his team's growth. Um, And when you have a coach like that, you can't be the person who's like, yeah, I'm just going to half-ass practice. No, if your coach is going out on his weekends doing new seminars to learn new things, you need to also grow. And it's fun to have that. Uh, and to be able to sit down and talk with all these different possibilities and have a coach that knows it so well. So it encourages you. And then I'll come up with things where I'm like, Hey, I was sitting this and I saw this opening. I want to try that. And he's like, show me. He's like, cool. Yeah, let's figure it out. Let's do that. And then we have fun and we get to implement new things and, or it'd be like, nah, that's really stupid. Don't do that. I'm like, well, let me show you. And I'm like, yeah, you're right. That was really stupid. I shouldn't try that. You know, but we get to have fun and we get to do that. We get to add new things to the game where I'm like, hey, I was studying this martial art and I saw them do this technique. And I think that we could improvise this into into fight training. Um, And he'll work in with me and let me do it. Or we'll talk about even books that we read. I'm like, hey, this is helping me have a different perspective on this. And he's like, oh yeah, I read that book, try this. So having coaches that just that growth mentality 
has helped me foster a lot more fun into my training and my own growth and, and want to light a fire within that. And I think I'm just a late bloomer. So whereas everybody else at this point in their career is usually thinking about a retirement and you see a decline for me, like every other aspect of my life, this is when I'm starting to come into my own and starting to put all the pieces together. Right. And look, I mean, it's a team effort at the end of the day, you're fighting in the cage, but I guess part of what answers the question I had was, you know, in terms of how everything's doing, are you, are you having fun or enough for that to be the case? Everything on the outside has to be good as well, right? Like you got to have the team and foundation, the good coach, everything. So I'm glad that's doing well. And by the way, I, it's sort of the way you answer the question kind of answers the question. Like you seem to give a, you would seem excited about it. You seem very interested in it. And I think someone that's done as much as you've done, right? You're a pioneer in the sport to see the excitement you still have at this stage in the game is it's great. Thank you. Yeah. I love, I love martial arts and um, I love studying and I learn, love learning new things. Any opportunity where I can learn to like, I mean, somebody is showing me Tai Chi stuff. And while in so many ways that may not apply to MMA, it's a much, uh, to me, it's just more cognitive thought into the process and it's much more emotional, right? Um, as opposed to like fight applicable, but there's still some things and movements to be brought into and into different ways. So anytime I can learn new things, I'm all about it. And if there's somebody's like, Hey, can I show you this? I'm like, yeah, that'd be great. I, I love learning and I love martial arts. And the thing that I love about martial arts is it doesn't have a cap on the possibilities of what you can learn. There's so many new things to bring into it and within each of those forms to master. And I haven't mastered any of them. So that means I still have possibility and ways to go and to keep growing. Absolutely. You know, what's, what's the old expression, right? That, you know, the best thing to know is that you don't know much or you know how it goes, right? It's always, yeah, exactly. it's always good to keep an open mind, right? Yep. I agree. A hundred percent. Last question. Um, when do you plan on heading out there to Honolulu? Yeah, I'm going to head out about a week early. So that way I can, um, get accumulated to the time difference, especially coming from the East coast all the way to Hawaii. When I was going from San Diego to Hawaii, the time difference wasn't, wasn't that much of a difference. Right. We're talking a change. So I want to get out yeah. there as early as possible so I can get situated, get my, all my meal prep stuff ready to go. And that way I'm as healthy and ready to go as possible for the fight. Well, I guess one more question. How is it the second time in Honolulu? Yes. It'll be the second time. How was the first experience and are you excited to get back there? I mean, it's not a too much of, it's not an ugly place to go fight, right? Like it's pretty nice. Yeah, no, uh, Hawaii is beautiful. I mean, I, I don't know anybody that dislikes Hawaii. You, 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 there's nothing to dislike about Hawaii unless you just really hate warm weather and humidity. That's the only way I can see it. You're like, you know what? I really love being cold. And I love yes. snow. <laughs> that's, you know, that's the only way I could see it. The people, the food, the energy, um, just everything about it, the culture is beautiful. There's nothing to dislike about it. Um, and then to, it's really cool to be able to go and participate in a fight for the troops that event where we have, where it's giving back to military veterans, to first responders. So to be able to showcase an event like that, right into a second event where again, Alima is one of the co-main events and I get to go watch her, you yeah. know, like as much as we're very likely going to be opponents in the future. She's still my friend. So she gets to watch me the previous night and I get to actually be a fan in the crowd and watch. And that's always really cool. Yeah, that's awesome. and, then to, and be a foodie and do all these adventures, hopefully go snowboarding, boat tours, anything, or not snowboarding, but uh, yeah. skydiving, doing crazy right. stuff in, in Hawaii and going on the adventures is a great place to do it. 100%. Guys, that's going to do it. Liz, thank you for sharing some time with us. Bellator 294, April 21st, flyweight <laughs> championship on the line in Honolulu. 
All the best to you. Thank you.